Now is the time to bring new ideas to your industry. And T-Mobile for Business has the advanced 5G solutions to make that happen. We're helping rethink patient-doctor interactions with real-time data sharing. We're tracking carbon with 5G sensors to help fight climate change. We're partnering with cities to connect roadways, cars, and drivers to minimize injuries. Disruptive thinking deserves a disruptive partner. So let's get started on what's next for your business. Step up your innovation at T-Mobile.com slash now. Hi, it's Rachel Hollis, and this is the Start Today podcast. The Start Today community are people from every walk of life all around the world, but we all have one important thing in common. We're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. This is a community of dreamers and doers. This is a cohort of learners and leaders. This is a space where we celebrate trying again, learning from failure, and rooting each other on. We believe that when you start each day with gratitude and intention, you can produce incredible results. Start today this way. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to the Monday episode of Start Today Podcast and a bit of an experiment. Today I wanted to create some content that is specifically geared toward small business owners, big business owners, entrepreneurs, you got a side hustle, you're a real estate agent, you own a bakery, you have a coffee shop, or maybe you don't own those businesses, but you play a really important role in those businesses. Today's episode is specifically aimed at you. So as far as I can tell, the Start Today community looks like it's made up of people who are working on kind of everything. But if I had to narrow it down, my guess is that most people in this community are working on health goals or business and career goals. It's not to say that we're not working on all kinds of other things, but I wanted to see what would happen if I created an episode that was just for business. So today's conversation is specifically on how to increase sales this season. During the holiday season, what are some really simple things that you can do that will help you make more money? I'm going to see how well this episode does. Maybe lots of you listen to it. Maybe lots of you share it because you think it's great. Or maybe like 12 of you listen to it. <laughs> I had fun creating the content for this episode. So my fingers are crossed that you guys dig it and that there are a lot of other entrepreneurs, side hustles high-level business peeps, managers, all of that in this mix so that I can keep creating content like this. But let me kind of walk you through why I chose this topic and what's happening seasonally that makes this relevant. When I started as an entrepreneur, that's over 20 years ago, I started in the service-based business. So I was a wedding and event planner and I sold my services to potential clients, to plan their wedding or throw their holiday party or their bar mitzvah, like whatever it was, I really was just working directly with potential clients and clients. Since that time, I've sold B2B, that's business to business, where one business is selling to another. I've sold D to C, that's direct to consumer. So that's through an online store where I'm 
through email or a website. I'm selling directly that way. We've sold in person at our events. We always had big pop-up shops where we sold things directly to our audience. Like they could go shopping and they would buy a hat or a water bottle. I've done it all is what I'm trying to say. I've sold to clients. I've been in the service business. I've had product. And that is the lens that I'm looking at this conversation through. Now, that being said, when I first started in business, there was so much less information than there is now. So maybe you guys have already thought of all of these things. But I will say that for me, it took me a really long time to even get my head above water enough to see from a higher level. Most of us are so busy working in a business, whether that's a business that you own or a business that you run, we're so busy working in the business that we rarely get to work on the business. And since we're in the business, we're hustling and just going through the same motions over and over and over, and we don't get a lot of time to step back and apply some strategy to what we're doing. Today is about strategy, but it's about last minute strategies because I'm talking about things you can do this holiday season. That means between now and the end of the year. I say last minute because if we were really ahead of our game, we would have started planning our holiday strategy six to nine months ago. But don't freak out because I didn't know to do that back in the day. And even when the holidays came around, I rarely thought of how to approach them in a more strategic way. So I try to think of things today that any of you could do, you could totally pull off between now and the end of the year to increase your sales. And I'm also going to look at this through the lens of how you sell. So I'm gonna give you an example and then show you a bunch of different ways based on how you sell to your customer that you can make more money. And I think it's probably important to start with the fact that you need to make money. So many women especially struggle with asking for what they're worth for their service-based business or charging what they need to charge in their product-based business because so many of us were raised to be good girls, we're people pleasers, we're afraid of upsetting anybody, we don't wanna piss them off, and so we don't charge what we need to charge and eventually we run ourselves out of business. As a rule of thumb, if you sell a product, your product needs to be at least 4X multiple on what it costs to make that thing. We don't need to get into the weeds on this, but essentially your cogs, your cost of goods sold, everything it costs you to make that product, and that includes your time, marketing, taxes, shipping, all of it, right? Take that number, you multiply by four. What you charge for the product should be at least four times the cost of goods sold, according to Auntie Ray Ray but you do what you wanna do. Some people have figured out how to charge way more because they figured out how to have way more value involved. Something like Louis Vuitton is charging, I don't know, 200X, 1000X what it actually costs to make the bag because the value of a luxury brand like Louis Vuitton is worth way more than what it costs to sell it. But I'm just giving you guys that example it's definitely not the time of year for you to dig into how much you're charging. This is not the time to suddenly raise your rates. But for those of you who just realized that you are not charging enough, don't take my word for it. Do more industry research. See what your competitors charge. Do a good analysis. Maybe you use this as your goal in January to figure out where you should be pricing-wise. 
when I became a wedding planner, and this is over 20 years ago, when I started my wedding planning business, I looked around at what everybody charged. Now I think it's probably a bit easier to get those rates back in the day, not so much. So I pretended to be a bride and I did an RFP, that's a request for proposal from every wedding planner that looked like the kind of business I wanted to have or be. And in doing so, I got the rates for their most basic services. I found an average and then my rate was the average of those people. I never ever wanted to be the least expensive game in town. That's the road to the bottom. That's like bargain basement. That's just not what I was trying to do. I was trying to be something bigger. I was trying to elevate. I was trying to create a business, maybe not that was quite luxury, but definitely wasn't the most affordable option. All of that to say, your business has to make money. If you're running a nonprofit, the mission requires money. Whatever you're doing requires funds. Running a business is not doing your customers a favor. Running a business is having a product or a service that is so great that people are willing to exchange value, in this case, money, for the thing that you have. All of the things I'm about to say require you asking, require you having the courage to sell to your existing customer base. And the reason I'm doing this episode now is because as y'all know, this is when people are shopping. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't own a business, but I manage a coffee shop or I work for someone who does, maybe you work for an entrepreneur of some kind, listen to this episode, steal one idea, go to your manager, go to your boss, be like, hey, I have this crazy thought that might increase our sales. Just try one of these things. What, however you're coming to this episode today, try one of these things or all of them and see if they can't help you turn more of a profit this season. Okay, so the first thing that you can do to increase your revenue this season is ask for the business. Now, this is obvious, but sometimes, y'all, we need some obvious in our lives. Sometimes you need someone to remind you of the most basic things that you have stopped doing or perhaps you've never done. Ask for the business. Now, here are some examples I've seen lately of businesses that do this really well. So there is a fabulous spa store, all the things in Austin called Milk and Honey. I used to go there all the time. If you know, you know, it's a great brand. But Milk and Honey had this one very simple thing that any of you who have a brick and mortar store could totally do and 100% it will increase your sales. They got a beautiful sandwich board, like those, it looks like a A-frame house, y'all know what I'm talking about, and it has a blackboard on each side. And every day they would write, these are our available appointments. And it would say massage appointments, 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4.45, blowout appointments. There was both a spa and a salon. Blowout appointments, and they'd list the times. And then like facials, and they'd list the times. A couple of things. A couple of things I'll say about this. Number one, every single time I walk by that sandwich board of milk and honey, I would look at those times and be like, ooh, do I have time for one of these things? Because milk and honey is smart. 
they know their audience, right? They know who their customer base. It's a busy woman, but she has money that she could spend on splurging and taking care of herself. So on the instance that I happen to be passing by that spa or passing by that salon, that little sign would always make me think, oh, can I fit in a quick massage? Because I wish I was better at planning out things like that. But <laughs> to be totally honest, I usually get to the point where I have like a ton of pain in my shoulders or I'm like my skin's freaking out. I usually wait until I have to have those appointments to make those appointments, but I would love to treat myself more often. I just honestly don't think about it. So that board served as this great reminder. And sometimes I would be able to snag one of those last minute appointments. At the very least, it would remind me that I'd like to get a massage And the other thing they did with that board that I thought was so brilliant was they would cross out the times. They didn't erase, like if they had 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4.45, they didn't erase those numbers when those slots got taken. They crossed them out. So it created this sense of urgency and this sense of like, oh my gosh, I better get in before it's too late. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now is the time to embrace a new wave of workers. Every day, your team grows younger, more digital, and more drawn to entirely new ways of working, which means you need flexible solutions to connect them where business gets done. T-Mobile for Business was born digital. With America's largest 5G network, we can make it easier to work together from virtually anywhere. Your team may be changing, but with the right tech, it can be more productive than ever before. Get started at T-Mobile.com now. So if you own any kind of business that has appointments, let's say it's a salon, a spa, you own tanning beds, you have, I mean, don't own tanning beds. It's so bad for your skin. You own cryotherapy, but you're anybody who has appointments where people would love to get in last minute, try this out. This is specifically for brick and mortar but it worked so often, it's so simple, but it's one of those simple things that can really increase your business. Now, the other piece of this is doing the same thing with email. There's an esthetician that I go to here in LA that I love, but she's inside of a spa. And in the spa, once every couple weeks, they'll send out an email and they'll say, We have a few last minute openings. This is the same exact idea. They're like, book your appointment here. And y'all, I go in to book my appointment and sometimes it's not available on the day I want it. But since I'm there, I'm like, you know what? I may as well just book the appointment for whenever she can fit me in. This is another really simple way to let people know that you have availability. Now, imagine if you did both, bro. Imagine if you married those two things together. You get a brick and mortar store. You put that sign out front every single morning. You let them know what appointments you have. And you send out an email to your customer base and say, hey, here's our last minute appointments. 
The only thing that I would advise here, if I was your business advisor, is not to send that email out every single week. I wouldn't want to create a false sense of like, oh, these people always have appointments. I would do that every once in a while. I'm certain that the spa I go to probably has appointments available every week, but they don't send out the email every week. The third way that you could ask for the business is at the register. There's so many ways to do this. Let me tell you 10 of them real quick. No, just kidding. Let me tell you a few. Do you want fries with that? Would you like to treat yourself to a fabulous glass of champagne while you wait for your dinner? It's simple things that they do at the register or that your server does at a restaurant that increases the overall value of the bill. And maybe you think of that and you're like, Rach, what difference does 50 cents on a bucket of popcorn make? Or what difference does adding fries to my burger make? It doesn't maybe make a lot of difference on a single customer. But when you add that up over all of your customers, over all of the month, over 12 months a year, that kind of habit in your business can increase sales so much. One of the things I really want you guys to like lean in on if you're not familiar with this already is the lifetime value of a single customer. It's called LTV. If it's not something you're familiar with, Lots of businesses will refer to it as LTV. They'll say, what's the lifetime value of a single customer? If you have a customer that only does business with you once, then 50 cents on a bucket of popcorn, probably not that big a deal. But most of us don't go to the movies only once in our lives. And most of us go to the same movie theater over and over. So if you get into the habit of every time, yeah, we're going to upgrade. Yeah, we're going to add some candy. Yeah, we're going to do this. The lifetime value of you as a customer to that specific business just went up by a lot. There's a fantastic book that I'm forgetting the name of right now, but if you Google this, you'll figure it out. It's the guy who founded the Ritz-Carlton. It's so, so, so good. I don't recommend it in audio, but I love it in the physical form. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is getting your customers to spend as much money as they can with you without sacrificing the lifetime value of that customer. So while they're with you, you want them to spend as much money as they comfortably can, but you don't wanna ask for so much that you then damage the relationship and you lose them as a customer completely. So asking for the business by saying, hey, do you wanna upgrade in some way is a fantastic way to do that. Since it's the holidays, if I owned a business that had a register and I had gift cards, this to me would be the easiest way to increase my revenue this season and provide more value to my existing customer base. I would do something like buy a gift card in X amount and get some kind of thing for that person buying right then for free. I've seen this done at blowout bars where it's like spend at least $100 on gift cards and your blowout today is free. Now, as someone who is gonna get gifts for my girlfriends, to me, that's a fantastic option. If it was buy so much in a gift card and your coffee today is free, like we're gonna take care of you, our customer, and you get to do your holiday shopping right now for free. That one I only recommend if you already have gift cards though. Gift cards is a whole thing that you should not try and jump into at the very last minute. 
but ask for the business, y'all. Don't assume that your customers know all of the things that you offer. Don't assume that everyone's bought everything that they need to. Y'all, I have a real estate agent that I've used before and I loved her. I had a fantastic experience when I worked with her. She sends out an email every single month. Every single month, I read that email because it's filled with like six things that are happening in this neighborhood plus the three houses that she has on the market in that neighborhood. Every single time, I'm like, ooh, what's happening? And I know that that email is gonna tell me what's up in the neighborhood, but also I like looking through houses that are for sale. I'm not in the market, but I'm a creep. So I take the time, I review that note, and you better believe that the next time I need a house, I'm only talking to her because she has taken care of me betting on the lifetime value of our relationship versus just that one-off. But the amount of times that her sending an email to me has reminded me of her and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, so-and-so was talking about looking for a house. and be like, hey, so-and-so, you got to meet my real estate agent. There's mad power in you taking care of the customers that you have, but also in her sending out that newsletter every month, she's asking for business. Okay, the second thing you can do, this one's really simple, but I do think it makes a difference, is make it personal. People like following people. They want to know the story. They want to know the founder. They want to know who is this for? Why are we doing this? Yes, certainly you know, with Netflix or Target, like we don't need to know who's at the top to appreciate the value that those brands bring. But I'm assuming that Reed Hastings isn't listening to this episode. I'm assuming that you have a smaller business. And so maybe you've forgotten to let people know what it's all about. And this is the perfect season to do this. I love when coffee shops post like a team photo or when businesses send out an email saying thank you for the business, I'm actually doing this for Start Today. So I think it will go this week. The email for Start Today is like a thank you for me and Jack. And it's a picture of us because we are thankful. And I want you to understand that your business, whether it's listening to RHP or listening to the Start Today podcast, that helps us. That is what pays for my children and myself to live. That is what pays for Jack and his wife. That's what covers all of our freelance editors. That's what covers our insurance, our 401k program. Like that's a big deal. And we don't take that lightly. And as long as I have had a business, I have not taken that lightly. Even when I had a service-based business, at the end of the year, I'd send a handwritten thank you card to all of my clients, thanking them for their business. And I did it on my family's holiday Christmas card because it was like, yo, this is the family that you're helping. So it's just a really simple thing, sending a thank you or posting a photo. This is just a reminder that this is who all of this is for. And maybe you're wondering how this increases sales. I think this increases sales in terms of the lifetime value of a customer because people are more loyal when they understand what's behind the business. But if I was a barista at a coffee shop, you better believe I'd have a team photo of us right by that tip jar so that people understood 
everyone who's benefiting from us getting a little bit extra in this season. Hey Start Today, this is Jackson, and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all showing up in the community. I love seeing photos and videos of you taking on every day and striving for more. It's really incredible to be able to witness your journeys and be able to cheer you on. If you have photos or videos of you or a friend getting out there and striving for greatness, please share them with me. You can use the hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the Start Today Instagram account directly. The photos that you share don't have to have anything to do with the journal, just anything that you're working to achieve, we'd love to see. Your stories are inspiring, and I'd love to share them with the rest of the community. That's hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the account directly. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The third thing that you can do to increase your revenue this season is email reminders. I cannot even, with how many of y'all I have talked to over the years who either don't have an email list or, and I'm speaking specifically to anyone this resonates with right now, you have an email list that you don't touch, which girl, boy, friend, what are we doing? I will beat on this drum forever that the best way to access customers in this day and age, if you don't have a brick and mortar business, but also even if you do sometimes, is email. Let me just like slide my soapbox over for a minute and say that you do not own your social media followers. You don't. And I'm speaking as someone who started their business in social media. I was a blogger. Every single day, we posted our blogs on social media. We let people know that they were there, and it was huge. And back in the day, for any of you who remember this time period, Facebook, which was the only game in town, told us, hey, build a, build a group, build a page, get followers. The more followers you have, the more people who see your stuff. And so we did everything we could to increase our followers, to increase that engagement, to do what we needed to do. And then the algorithm showed up for the first time. And all of a sudden, we saw our engagement rates and our reach go to the basement. We went from a million people seeing everything we posted to like, 200,000 people seeing the things that we posted. And oh, don't worry though, at the bottom of that post was a little button from Facebook that said, want to increase your reach? Question mark, boost your post. Boosting your post meant pay to access the fans that you have worked so hard to reach. That stuff still exists today. If you're wondering why you're posting on social media and you're not getting a lot of likes, you're not getting engagement, it's because not all of your followers see what you post. You post something and within a short time period of that being posted, the algorithm decides whether or not the thing you posted has value. And it shows that post to your followers 
it based on the value it perceives that it has. Now, yes, on something like TikTok and Reels on Instagram, you could post something that gets seen by all kinds of people, not just your followers. But y'all, this conversation is not about how to increase your numbers on social media. This conversation is about how to make more revenue this season. And I am 1 million percent sure that there are people who have nailed how to use social media to make money on their product or their service. That's amazing. But that's not something we're going to figure out how to do before the end of the year. So if you don't already know how to do that, increasing the time that you spend on social media or posting more on social media, I would argue will probably have very little effect on how much extra money you make. Maybe I'm wrong, but let's go back to email and why I stand email forever. I have... I think I just cleaned my list. So I think I have 450,000 subscribers on my email list who get my email every Sunday. And also, if you're not on that list, homie, click on the link and go sign up because I have a list for RHP that comes out every Sunday. Start Today has an email that comes out every Wednesday. My open rate on those emails could be between... 50 and 75%. Just think about that for a second. Every single week, I have hundreds of thousands of people who read the email, who engage with it, they click, they do, you know, they check things out. And not only that, the majority of my emails are just to provide value. I don't have anything to sell. The journals are coming in the new year, so get ready. But I'm just trying to provide value and I'm really intentional about that because number one, I've had this audience forever going back to those blogger days and I've always believed that if you take care of the audience, they will take care of you. And number two, I know that in the future, I will have something to talk to you guys about. I will have a journal and I'll be like, hey guys, here's my journal. And because I've provided so much value, you'll at least read the email about the new journals coming out. You'll be like, yeah, okay, maybe you're going to buy it, maybe you're not, but you'll still open that email. I could post forever on social media and not access that many people. And not only that, here's the, here's the important piece. Email are people who signed up to be there. They raised their hand and said, I am interested in you. I am interested in your business. I am interested in your thing. Your social media followers are not necessarily the same. They might have just thought your TikTok was funny. They might have just thought that reel you did one time about your dog was cute. They're not necessarily customers, they're followers. Sometimes we have followers that are there because they don't like our brand or business, right? There are bots that are there just to cause issue. But email those people, raised their hand and said, I like you, Carol. I'm really into your cookie boxes. So if that's the case, Those are the most important customers to take care of if you don't have a brick and mortar store. If you have a brick and mortar store, those people get number one. Whoever is your actual customer matters more than the social media crowd. And someone listening to this who's like 24, who's like an influencer, you might totally disagree and that is okay. I'm fine to be everyone's like, old grandma telling you that it's not as valuable. But 
I am really passionate about this subject because everything that exists on social media is selling you on the power of social media. That's not an accident. And if you have had mad success, like if you've made a ton of money using social, and I'm not talking about paid spend, I am just talking about organic reach. If, you'd ha- if you have had a ton of success on social, keep doing what you're doing. My fear, guys, my fear is that we are being sold to keep posting on this time suck, this thing that just robs us of time and energy and focus. And in doing so, we think we're doing work, but we are not actually doing work. We're not actually getting results. That's okay. I'm going to stop. You get my point. (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to rant about that for one second. Let me go back to email and why it matters. If you don't have an email list, there are some incredible people. Google it. Like there's some great people who teach on list building. And I think it would be really valuable to you to understand that. If you do have an email list, bro, there is still time to utilize it for the holidays. If you are already using your email list, well, this is a fantastic opportunity to maybe think of some things you didn't already think of. The first thing I want you to consider, this is very easy to figure out on Shopify if you're using Shopify. If you don't know how to do this, you're going to watch a YouTube video. Everything that I know how to do on Shopify and MailChimp, which is what I use, I have learned while watching YouTube. I wish I had some marketing genius who was doing all this stuff for me. But until I find that angel, Ray Ray's doing it herself. I've had people in the past do it for me. But in the absence of that, I do it myself. And y'all, if I can figure this out watching YouTube, so can you. So if you have Shopify check out something called an abandoned cart email. Now, I know if you've ever bought anything online, you have received an abandoned cart email. It's when you get an email that says like, oh, dang, you forgot these cute socks. You forgot this hat you were looking at. It's when you or I go to do some shopping, we start putting things in the cart, And for whatever reason, we get distracted, we get pulled away. Sometimes I get frustrated because it feels too hard to buy the thing. Just as a side note, this is my biggest pet peeve in online shopping is I want it to be as easy as possible for me to check out. So when I sell things, you'll see this when the journals come back. Girl, there is everything. There is, do you want to pay on PayPal? Do you want to pay with Amazon Pay? Do you want to use the credit card that's stored in your phone? Like, what do you want to do? I do everything but the things that are like, I don't do Klarna. I don't do like the layaway thing. I'm like, don't do that to yourself. Just buy it or don't. I digress. Abandoned cart is when you've put something in your cart, but you didn't buy it for whatever reason. You exited out. Well, Shopify has a feature. I sound like I'm touting Shopify. I'm not. I'm sure that there are other companies who do this too. I just know how to do it through Shopify. Shopify has a feature where you can send emails to the people who left stuff in the cart. Now, those kind of emails, I did a little research because I wanted to make sure that I was like telling you guys this in a legit data-based way. I know it's worked for us in the past, but my search said that when people send an abandoned cart email, there's a 39% open rate. 40% of people who abandon their cart will open that email. And of the 40% who open it, 
23% will buy. So you're getting like that's 40% plus 23% of nothing. Those people weren't coming back. So you got someone to re-engage with the brand and get all the way through to checkout. What I love about this is something I've been preaching for years that you will always make more money off your existing customers than you will trying to find new people. That's why I'm not that into social media as a selling tool. Do You do you, but because I feel like social media now is all about attracting new people. But if you actually want to make money, you're going to make more money with the people who already know you and your brand. So an abandoned cart email. One more thing I wanted to say about that. Do a little research, but I can tell you this is true from both research and from my own shopping style. Abandoned cart emails work really well when the subject line is like kind of funny. Some that I've seen that have worked on me is like, oops, looks like you forgot something with like the eyes emoji or like, you know, we'd hate if you left this behind or like you left something behind, like try and think of that in a cute, funny way. Not like you left these items in your cart. I'm like, yeah, I know I did, you know, whatever. So abandoned cart email really works. Having an email go out that creates urgency. So we would call this a cart close email. When you have something that's going to end, like if you're doing a flash sale for Black Friday, if you're doing something for Cyber Monday or, you know, Giving Tuesday or whatever, have something that has a countdown. Here is a thing that you want, a discount or a freebie that you're going to get, but you have to do it by this time. This works so well. And again, I would do some research, watch a YouTube video, like see what's up. But I found in the past when we were selling more things to the site, I always found that cart closing emails work when you send more than one email, which can feel stressful. Like, cause you're like, oh God, I don't want to bug anybody. But think about it. You're getting so many emails right now with sales and shopping and whatever. You've got to make sure that they know. So whenever I have felt confused about how to send an email sequence like that, I've just, I've just watched YouTube videos, guys. There's so much freaking information. So check that out. But abandoned cart works well. An urgency, like the sales ending, the freebies ending, you got to make a move now. That works really well. And then the last thing I really want to encourage on the email front is a loyal customer discount. So if you don't know this, I know you can do it on MailChimp because that's what I've used for years. I'm positive you can do it on like Clavo and like all those other ones. I just have never used them. But you can sort your email list. I don't care if you have 100 people on it. You can sort your email by the customers who have done the most business with you. You can sort your email by the ones who open your email most, the ones who engage with your email most. But for those of you who have customers Sending an email that thanks your most loyal customers, your VIPs, and gives them a discount for being so great, even if it's a small amount of people, even if they don't use it, is incredible brand deposit with those customers, but there's a really good chance they will use it. On the note of discount, I would just say, be mindful of this. If you don't have a great markup on the items, 
then the only reason to do a significant discount is because one, you want to move product. You don't want it in your inventory anymore. Or two, you're betting that the lifetime value of that customer, meaning they're going to come back and shop with you later, is worth more than what you're going to lose on that item. When I was younger and I didn't understand how business would work, I'd be like, oh, let's give people a 30% discount, not realizing that then I was making zero money on what I was selling. So if you're going to offer a discount, you've got to be mindful of why. I also am a big believer in you don't do discounts unless you're trying to move inventory. That's just me. I love giving free shipping. I love giving freebies. I love a gift with purchase. But because... For instance, like with the journal, I have a lot of value in that. I think it's great. I'm like, it's not super duper crazy, mega expensive. And if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. You don't have to buy it. Just do it in a notebook. So I assume if you want it, it's because you want that specific journal. And in that instance, I just don't discount. So those are my two cents on email reminders. If you dig this and you know another entrepreneur, a business owner, a business manager, or you'd be willing to put it in your social, I'd really appreciate I really appreciate you sharing this episode because I think it can be helpful, help people to make more money for their families, for their babies, to pay rent this season, like let's put the goodness out in the world. Okay, the fourth thing I'm going to say, in the chaos of this season, you got to focus in on what matters. You've got to focus in on what matters. In last week's email, I sent y'all this note about the seven habits of highly effective people. If you have not read this, you got to grab this book. If you've not listened, if you're an audiobook person, it's fabulous on audio. It's like your wise old grandpa is giving you the best advice ever. But in that book, he talks about what effective people do. And we, my Start Today community, we are effective people. We might only be affecting one small area of our life, but we are all moving in the direction of being more effective, more productive, doing the right thing at the right time to get the right kind of results that we're looking for. Highly recommend that for you to listen or to read. But a lot of that book is about doing what needs to be done in the right way. And this is a time period to focus on what matters. And what I would say what matters right now is taking advantage of a season where we have a lot of people who are shopping and seeing if we can increase our sales a bit. I remember talking years ago to the gal who did my lashes back in Austin. And I remember like chiding her about her email list because she had emails for everyone who booked an appointment. And I was like, just send an email send an email. Here's like 10 things you could send an email about. And she started sending emails. She was like, oh my God, Rachel, it's crazy. It totally works. The reason that people hesitate to do things like that is like, well, I only got one sale. Girl, how many sales did you get from emails last week or the week before or the six months prior to that? Okay. You only got one sale this week. Oh, and then next week you got three. Great. Again, what is 0% on 0%. So if you're increasing even by one, that's incredible. We need to think in terms of you're not rolling in necessarily like millions of dollars in gold doubloons. We're stacking dimes over here. You're saying, if I, if I turn this lever, can I increase sales by a little bit? If I train our, 
team to ask people if they want to add a muffin to go with their coffee. If I train them to ask, hey, do you want to grab a bag of coffee to take with you? Hey, do you want to grab a gift card? Do you know someone who needs a little coffee in their lives? If I train our team to ask for more business, if I consider sending out an email once a week until the holiday closes, if I try a few of these things, do I get a little bit here and a little bit there and end this season with an increased profit over what I did last year? We rarely get crazy exponential results. Usually our life, our business, our revenue is improved one tiny bit at a time. So I hope that today's conversation was helpful to you. I hope you'll share it with someone else. Make sure that you sign up for our email so you can get a cute picture of me and Jack, but also so that you can get updates that are hopefully helpful to what you got going on in your life. I'll be back soon with more conversation. I hope you guys have a blessed week. I hope this was a blessing. I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Start Today podcast is hosted and produced by Rachel Hollis. Executive produced by Jack Noble. Audio editing by Andrew Weller. It is part of the 3% Chance Network.